When Brooklyn Beach was young, she got to shadow her grandpa at his dental practice and later wrote in her journal that she wanted to work on teeth when she grew up. Now, as the mom of three adorable boys, Brooklyn works part-time as an orthodontic assistant at a Salt Lake area practice. In this episode, Brooklyn shares her experience training on the job, the advantages of this part-time work as a mom, and her expertise in caring for teeth. She also shares what happened when she made a big mistake early in her career, which became a positive learning experience thanks to the supportive doctor she works with. As a result, she has a really great analogy about teamwork in the office and the importance of caring about people, not just teeth. I hope you'll join me for this insightful interview. Let's jump in. Welcome to Career Chat, Brooklyn. I am so happy to have you. Thank you, Andrea. I'm so excited to be on here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. And I was hoping that to start us out, you could introduce yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your job title. Yes, I would love to. So my name is Brooklyn. I have been married for about seven years my, to my husband, Jimmy. We have three little boys. They're five, three, and 18 months. Um, my husband is just finishing his master's of social work in May, and he'll be a therapist. And That's wonderful. My, Thank you. We're really excited to have this milestone be in the rear view. Yes, that is huge. It is, but he's really excited to be doing what he loves. And my job title is an orthodontic assistant. Wonderful. And I have to say, um, we just met a few weeks ago. I was into your office uh, with your orthodontist and you were helping to put braces on my 11 year old's teeth. And um, it's kind of a long process as you know, most moms and dads know. And so while I was sitting in the chair, um, just kind of waiting for the whole thing to be over with, we started chatting. And I just the more I talked to you, you were just so kind and sociable. Um, the more I started thinking about what you do as a career, and I thought, you know, this might be something interesting for other people to know as well. Um, this is the fourth child of mine to have braces. So I'm not new to the process, but as I started thinking about it, I had a lot of questions. So I would love to learn more about that. And first of all, I was hoping you could give us a brief, brief description of what you do day to day. Yes. So one of the really fun things about being an orthodontic assistant is there is a wide range of things that you do every day. There's lots of different kinds of appointments. There are adjustments. So if you have, so like Catherine, her next visit will be an adjustment. So my job would be to take out her wires to maybe give her a chance to go brush, ask her about how her treatment's going so far. Patients who have elastics and rubber bands, I ask how those are going. Then the doctor will come over and tell me if we're going to be advancing any wires. And usually midway through treatment, we will do what's called a repositioning appointment. So we will click off whatever brackets of the teeth that need to be 
kind of fine-tuned a little bit, re-glue those on. Um, and usually I'll be the one to put in the wires or we'll do things called power chain that you stretch across both of their arches to help close space. Other appointments are with Invisalign that's becoming really big now. That's really fun because assistants can do really the majority of that at the chair. The doctors design most of it digitally and we glue on what, what are called attachments on the teeth and the patients will wear liners and also rubber bands. Other things that we do are we take impressions of teeth for retainers and often for littler kids we do expander appliances. I don't know if any of your yes, kids have had we those. Ha we have had those. <laughs> We've it's had all, of... all the things you're listing. I'm thinking, yep, the chain, yep, the rubber bands. <laughs> yes. Yes, all that fun all stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah. So this is so interesting. Would just really quickly, would you ever like would you ever do Invisalign on kids? I've always thought Invisalign was for adults, but is it becoming more common for kids? It is actually. A lot of kids are doing it. A lot of teenagers are doing it as well. And it's been a good option, actually. Do you feel like you get as good of results with Invisalign as you do with braces? I think so. I think there's sometimes certain movements that need to be done with braces. For instance, sometimes young people will have a tooth that is just not, we call erupting, is yeah. not coming in on its own. We've had that and too. Have you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you are like, we've had the you're full a chef gamut. in the wild west of <laughs> orthodontic things. That's right. <laughs> So things like that can be a little bit easier to do with braces, but it's actually amazing all the results you can get with Invisalign. Oh, that's really fascinating. Yeah. So is this something that you kind of always wanted to do or how did you get into this career? It's interesting. I was actually thinking about that today. I've always been a really big journal writer. And I had looked back in my journal a couple weeks ago, and there was an entry from when I was about eight or nine. My grandpa was a dentist growing up, and he let me assist him chairside. It was probably just helping with one of my siblings or something. But I had written in my journal, one day when I get older, I want to work on teeth. Wow. And it's funny because I had totally forgotten about that, but... I also had really good experiences going to the orthodontist and really loving the environment. So it is interesting that looking back, I did have really positive exposure, mm -hmm. but I felt like I kind of just happened upon it. Honestly, um, I think I was telling you before I had to get braces on a second time and then coming for my adjustments, I asked for if they were hiring, thinking that maybe they'd have an office position opened. And, you know, the doctor said, well, I need another assistant. I'd be happy to train and see how you do when we'll see if it's a good fit. And so that's how it happened. 
So that's that brings up a lot of questions in my mind. I'm wondering if that's the typical way that someone would get into this type of work where they don't go to become like a dental hygienist. They don't take any kind of formal schooling. They're just trained on the job. Or is it a mix of both types of assistants? It's a mix of probably three different things. I would say some knew that they wanted to be an orthodontic assistant. So they went to the dental assisting school and did that route. And then I'd say the second type is like me, who they were just trained on the spot and just received all their training in the office. And another instance I've seen is people who have been assistants in other dental fields have just come over. And so they kind of already had their previous training and then tweaked it to fit the orthodontic, um, you know, specializations and things like that. Okay. So so there's, there's quite a few ways you could come to it. Do you feel like, um, learning on the job is, is one of the better ways to do it? Or do you wish that you had had some formal training? I think that learning right on the job has been plenty sufficient. I remember the orthodontist told me that there's one little chapter on orthodontics and really what it comes down to is you just need the experience. You just need to jump in and start doing it. It is very technical and you know, you will make mistakes. You'll pop off some brackets sometimes or you'll you know, something like that, but you just kind of get the touch, you get the hang of it and you get slowly more comfortable. And I think sometimes they could even prefer training right on the job because every doctor has their own way of doing things. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's kind of to their advantage to be able to have like a fresh slate. I mean, they love any previous experience, but there is kind of something good to be said that they can just train their own assistant in exactly the way they like to do things too. How long did you feel like it took you before you could work confidently, you know, without having somebody shadowing you or or guiding you? You know, the cool thing about orthodontics is it seems like there's always something to learn. So you can almost get comfortable to a certain level. I remember by the time I was maybe four to six months in, I could do adjustments really well. And I felt like I could do that on my own without a ton of help. But then your next kind of step on the ladder is doing bondings. So then you're kind of in the training process for that procedure until you feel comfortable with it. So I would say that once you're a year in, you're probably feeling pretty comfortable. I would say that our assistants that have been in for four or five years are kind of the experts. They kind of have done everything. How long have you been in this? So I will be coming up on three years. I've been, I had a long break um, with having my children, but combined it's been about three years. Well, that was one of the things that we chatted about that I thought was so interesting is I'm always looking for um, jobs that moms can do because I feel like, you know, it's sometimes you feel like you've got to be either all in, 
you know, nine to five or you're all out. And I think the sweet spot is finding something that you can do with your family, but that isn't always um, obvious. You know, those jobs sometimes are hard to find. And that's one of the things I really liked about what you told me was that you could kind of come in and come out based on having your children. And then you also can just work right now. I think you said you were working two days a week. Is that right? And, you know, that sounds lovely because, (laughs) you know, you're with your, you're with your kids, your fun, cute kids, but then you also get those couple days where you're in the office and doing like adult things too. Yes, it is a really good job for moms for that reason. Most of the assistant side of the staff are girls that are around my age, like kind of the 20s to 35, 40 range. And because of that, with it being an overwhelmingly female and young staff that is in this transient stage of life, there are a lot of there are at least three of us that are part-time doing, you know, one or two days a week. And that is, it is very flexible around moms for sure. And there's inevitably always going to be somebody pregnant. Mm -hmm. So the doctors will always have one eye out for an assistant that could come in a couple days a week. It is very catered to part-time, whatever you can give them type of schedule. They'll be happy to work around you. That just sounds like a great, a great option and very, very flexible. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like it's a young person's game? Like if you're a mom in her forties, who let's say has teenagers, is it a little bit too late to try to get into this work? Or is that something that you could still start? You definitely still could start. A lot of the time, once you're at that age, a lot of women like to try to transfer out of the assistant side just because it is, it is a hard job physically. There's, mm. some, there's some procedures where you'll be down working on teeth for two hours, you know, upwards of two hours, and you're going to have back and neck pain. There's things like we're so busy that you just take appointment after appointment that most of the day you really don't get much of a break for a snack or to use the restroom or to grab water. It's a very go, go, go. But the very cool thing about orthodontics is there's lots of different roles. A lot of women, once they kind of phase out they'll go be a treatment coordinator for instance so that's the person that will talk with new patients they'll they'll talk with the patient and the doctor about what he thinks would be best for their treatment and how to proceed there's a lab tech that they make retainers and that sort of thing there's an insurance person there's several front desk people who take Appoint, who make appointments and do kind of what we call the front desk thing, even though we all sort of dip into each other's roles from time to time. But there are, there would be a job for a woman who's 40 something with teenage kids for sure to just jump in. Okay. I don't know that it would be the assistant part, but it could be. Okay. That's really good to know. And I wondered, 
that kind of ties into my next question, which is, let's say you're a dental assistant like you are, and you're getting to be a little bit older. Let's say you want to work more hours than just part-time. Um, would these other roles that you just mentioned, would they be the positions that would allow you to kind of move up in salary and in time spent yes. on the job? Okay. Yes, they definitely could. I would say from an assistant, you can, once you show that you're very competent in all the procedures, there's lots of different responsibilities that you can take on. For instance, there's an assistant who's in charge of ordering and keeping track of all the stock in the office. There's an assistant in charge of Invisalign, making sure that the doctors have designed all of the scans and that the patients are going to be there in time for the that the trays will be in when the patients are there and there's another lady who takes care of our outsourced lab and so that's kind of one way you can work your way up is you can be an assistant but also start to take on these side responsibilities or you know, go on to be a treatment coordinator. That could be another, yeah, another option to work your way up. Okay. That's great. And, you know, how do most orthodontists advertise for these kinds of positions? Like, is it all word of mouth or is it like, is there some sort of trade publication or, you know, the wanted ads? Yes. (laughs) That's all online now, but like if somebody you know, what would be the best first step for somebody wanting to get into this field, whether they're older or younger? I think the best, the first step would be to find a doctor that you've either had really positive experiences with or that you've heard really good things about and just approach them and say, hey, I am interested in a job at your office. Are you looking to hire in any positions? And maybe he needed a front desk person or maybe he needs an assistant. And the cool thing about orthodontics is you can kind of just, after a while, the lines seem to blur a little bit with your job title. You kind of can start anywhere. And some doctors kind of the the low on the totem pole entry job is the sterilization tech helping clean the instruments that flows really well into becoming an assistant so really you could just see if there was any job and then once you've stuck with it for a little while you could definitely work your way into whatever position you wanted so do you think this kind of a job, maybe like the sterilization tech or somebody or, or the orthodontic assistant, is that a job that you could do while you're going to college? Or do you think you would need to dedicate more time to it than that? That is a good question. I do feel like it is helpful to at least start as full-time as you can be to be, Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable with the procedures. Even when I came back this second time I started off as one day a week and I told my husband that I just felt like I needed one more day just to feel like I was getting that I was progressing and getting traction on things Mm -hmm. but now I feel like I'm at the point that if I ever needed to go to one day that I feel fine because I 
feel like I'm at top speed. You're experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But I have been a part-time student and worked. Um, I think once you are in at least a year, you can do that. Transfer into being part-time student, part-time employee. Okay. Would, do you, in your experience, would a doctor take a recent high school graduate and, you know, train them to be something in the office? Like, is that, is that too young? I guess is what I'm asking. I think that they would, I think they would take them on to train them to, yeah, whether it was a sterilization tech or an assistant most a lot of these girls have started really young probably 19 or 20 Mm. so I I think they might prefer that you have at least maybe a year or two of college even if it wasn't necessarily geared toward assistant related things Mm -hmm. but I think they would definitely it would and it would at least be worth reaching out to say, I am interested. Would you take me now? And if not, what would you like to see on a resume before I came back? They, I, a doctor is always looking for assistance. So they would not turn down the opportunity to have someone really ready in a couple of years. Okay. That's a great, that's a great point. I know that many um, high schools offer a CTE course where you can become a dental, is it a dental assistant? Um, And maybe if you're coming out of a CTE program from high school, that might give you a leg up in terms of, you know, getting right in. Although you wouldn't know that probably the orthodontic side, but you'd have all of the other experience. That would be a really good segue to go into orthodontics. A lot of it, I've heard the doctors say lots of times that we're in the smile business, but we're in the business or in the people business too. So any type of patient interaction that you have is really, really valuable experience, even if it isn't on teeth. Working on patients and having just a basic knowledge of you know, gloves and the hygiene and not, no cross-contamination, all of that stuff is, you know, a leg up on where you want to head. That's such a good point too, because while, like you said, the technical skill is important. um, I just felt in the little time that I was there talking with you, you were so good at kind of explaining to me what was happening and, and, and not just me, but explaining to my daughter, like, okay, here's what I'm going to do next. And so I would imagine, like you said, that those people skills are probably pretty important. If you're not a people person and you don't want to talk to anyone, this might not be the job for you. Definitely. Absolutely. All the technical stuff can be taught, but sometimes it feels like that social savviness, you know, if you have it, that is great. You do need to be definitely a social bug and I think a team player type of Mm. person, a lot of jobs are, are geared toward individuals and the individual climbing the ladder and the individual recognition, which I think orthodontics rather than the straight vertical ladder, it kind of spirals upward. You Mm. kind of go around, you kind of show that you're a team player. You can 
do a lot of different procedures. You're very flexible to fill whatever role is needed. And you kind of slowly start spiraling up. And for some people who thrive on that individual kind of spotlight recognition, it might be hard because it is a very team effort. You need to be willing, if you're working on a patient, say, hey, I really need help with my patient. Can you switch me patients? You have to be very flexible and very adaptable. So if you're a social and detail-oriented person and very adaptable, I think it would be a good, a good fit for that type of person. Oh, I really love that analogy of a spiral upward because I do think a lot of times we think of careers as just a straight up and down. And, yes. you know, like you say, being able to, to be flexible and that you can go around a little bit, um, it might take you a little bit longer, but you are heading upward. And um, I think that's, that's such a great analogy. What, what happens if you make a mistake? Like if you're on the job and like you realize you're, you, you're into a patient and something has just gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Do you, yes. you know, call <laughs> over like another assistant? Do you, do you just go straight to the doctor and say, look, this is, there's a problem. I need your help. So I would say, first of all, you know, mistakes happen and the doctor and other assistants understand that there is, I remember when I first started, I just felt this crushing pressure of perfectionism all the time. And it is hard because it's people's teeth. Like you can't really mess that up, but there's always a team around you. That's going to be able to help you. Most of the time there's usually like the a couple assistants, especially that are most experienced that you would go to them first and say, Hey, I made this mistake. And, and then they would direct you either. Okay. Let me come over. I can help. Or maybe that is something you need to talk to the doctor about. I remember one time in my first year, I had done a full bonding of braces on this adult man. And he was like, let me see the mirror. Let me see how they look. And I said, okay, <laughs> we were all done with the appointment. And I handed him the mirror and he was like, I thought I was supposed to get clear braces. Oh, and I just no. thought, oh my gosh, here he is with these metal braces on. And I just froze. I was like, how did that get missed? Where was I supposed to know that? I, I just was kind of like panicked and like, oh my gosh. And so I went over to the doctor and I told him what happened. And he was just like, listen, don't worry about it. The only ones that are clear are the top six teeth. I'll just hurry and come pop them off and switch them over. It'll be just a minute. Oh, and I just appreciated nice. that so much because yeah, he took it as a teaching moment instead of why did you mess this up? And he right. did it so fast. And I feel lucky where I am because the doctors really are part of the team thing. Like they'll just jump in and just whatever needs to happen for yeah. people to be happy and get out on the re at a reasonable time. So mistakes will happen, but it'll be okay. People and understand. Now that you bring that up, like are clear braces an option? Like you can get ones that are not the metal, just the straight metal. Yes, you can get these 
clear, most of the brackets will be metal, but your top canine to canine could be clear brackets. I actually had those the second time I got my braces on, but I don't know that I would totally recommend those just because they are, they seem to feel at least three times larger than just an other bracket, just metal. Mm. They're really big. Um, I feel like if you were wanting to go with the clear route aesthetically, Invisalign might be the better option nowadays anyway. Oh, good point. So Brooklyn, is there anything that you wish you would have known before you started this career path that maybe you would tell your younger self or you would give advice to somebody who's wanting to start doing something like you're doing? Yes, I think I would tell my younger self or somebody starting out that it is very overwhelming to begin this path. There's so many things that you just think, I'm never going to remember all of this, all of the wires, all of the procedures, all the steps. But the advice I would give is just to set a small goal for yourself, maybe once a week. A lot of training for assistance is actually pretty self Um, initiated in that you approach a higher assistant and say, okay, I was hoping to learn this procedure. Could you show me this? You need to have a lot of initiative. So a good thing to do is just to set a small goal for yourself. And then once you feel comfortable with that, move on to something else. Don't try to consume the whole elephant at once. Just know that you can get it piece by piece and that you will become comfortable and to really like it. I love that. I think that's, that's great for so many different jobs. Um, not just as a dental assistant or an orthodontic assistant. Um, really quickly, I always like to ask people a little bit about their expertise in the area that they work in. And so I wanted to know if you could give advice to anyone wearing braces right now, like what's your number one piece of advice (laughs) and, and what do you see people ignore the most when they come in or kids maybe? Well, I would say, I think the biggest, if we have an issue, the biggest issue would be the hygiene. It is so basic, but just brushing super good along your gums would just just cure so many problems (laughs) (laughs) and just having an underlying kind of grateful attitude that they get to have braces so many kids take it for granted that they're oh I have to get my braces adjusted and oh elastics and I understand when you're that age everything is like that but It is so cool because we'll get these patients who have such severe jaw and bite problems that they can't even like sleep and chew food properly. And I just think it would be cool to have that change of perspective that this is a really good opportunity and just taking care of it's just simple. Just brush your gum line (laughs) and wear your rubber bands. And where are your retainers for heaven's sakes? You don't have to do it twice or three times. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think that's great. Great advice. Have you learned anything? Like, what have you learned about the process of moving teeth? Like, 
is there any kind of a general um, conclusion that you could come to about what it takes to move teeth? It is really interesting that just very delicate forces over a consistent extended amount of time can yield amazing results. I think just that principle in general really fascinates me, but it is just so cool that a doctor can say, okay, in two years, your teeth can get from here to here. And the process is very consistent, but pretty gentle. The a patient could be sore for a day or two after an adjustment, but just kind of the slow and steady makes a big difference. It is amazing the results that you can get. I love that. Thank you. That's great. Um, just as our final question, do you have any um, career advice for anyone, you know, something that you've learned along your own like career journey? I think maybe don't set out with a total end goal in mind. And I know that sounds really strange, but I think that opportunities will come to you that you didn't plan on, that you will end up in a class where you think, wow, that one thing was so fascinating. I never thought about archaeology. Or maybe you'll have an internship opportunity come up and then you just pursue it out of mild curiosity. I think if we, again, just kind of adapt the upward spiral thing where the opportunities will come to you and you'll flow into a place where you're going to flourish. And don't worry when people say, oh, what are your plans after high school? There's so much pressure to know exactly what you want to be. I want to be a, a doctor, a, a veterinarian, an engineer. And it's just so hard because you really don't have a ton of life experience or a ton of job experience to know exactly what you want, but I think it will come to you. You're going to end up there. So don't feel pressured to say, I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. Just be open to the opportunities and just trust that you're going to end up somewhere you're going to be really happy with. Oh, I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice, especially for young people who feel that pressure, like you mentioned of having to make these big life decisions. And sometimes you just need to get started, right? On a path. You do. And sometimes you feel inclined to a certain thing, but you almost talk yourself out of it. My husband, for the longest time, everybody told him, you would be the greatest therapist ever. Why don't you consider that? And here he is, he put it off till he was 34 because he always felt like he couldn't make a lot of money doing it. But now he's doing great. He's already had a lot of opportunities open up that we wouldn't have realized. And so I think just be open that when you follow what you're good at, you're going to be rewarded openly for what you're doing and you'll enjoy it. And so it's an all around win-win. That is great advice. Brooklyn, thank you so much for being on Career Chat today. And I wish you the best. And I'm sure I will see you often over the next few years. Yes, we will be seeing you. <laughs> I'm happy for you that it's your last one, the last I journey. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for joining me today on Career Chat. Any links we talked about will be in the episode notes. You can find me on Instagram at careerchatpod. And if you like this episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcast. See you next time. Thank you.